again. Hello again. Welcome to Faith, Family, and Politics. I'm your host, Joshua Cummins. We're going to have a really big show today. Yeah, we are. <laughs> it's our good friend, Louis Rodriguez, over there. Um, tonight's a very special night. Um, uh, as you guys may or may not know, or if you can't tell, everyone at this table, this is all of Revolver Broadcasting as far as our shows go. And so... Um, as I go around the table and introduce everybody today, you're going to be actually being introduced to everyone that has a show on Revolt Broadcasting. So go over to their channels and subscribe and and, uh, and comment and all that good stuff. Like and share and yeah. yeah. And that dissenting voice is the host <laughs> of the Laughing Libertarian, Alan McFarland. That's how you get noted first. Hey everybody, thanks <laughs> for to the show. It's fantastic. I know you waited two weeks. We waited two weeks and three days. Yeah, well, I mean, because someone <laughs> yeah. with my name uh, had to get good co- job. Had to get COVID, <laughs> but uh, you know, for safety's sake, that's why we kept everybody apart. And, but we're back now, and uh, doing things in twos. Yeah, and so just before he spoke, and the guy that told us we're going to have a really big show tonight in a very uh, exclamation way, Louis Rodriguez, host of Rodriguez Rants. Nice to be here. Let us know how much you hate us. <laughs> Shake them haters off, right, Lee? <laughs> and bringing the message tonight is host of What is the Truth About with Danny Tippett. Danny Tippett. Hello, hello, hello. What is the truth about? We're on the third episode next week. We'll record. And it's going to be a video. And what it really is going to be, it's a, going to be a deeper uh, study of what we're going to talk about tonight so yeah i'm excited about both tonight and this new video that because we're, we're crossing over because danny's first two episodes were audio only yeah yep, so yep. to have him on video get this ugly mug out there <laughs> i really think <laughs> he was just waiting to get his eyebrows done <laughs> excuse to get my beard done <laughs> told your wife hey hey i gotta do this this is part of the budget now so like this my nil when do i get my nil yeah. <laughs> this gets more viewers trust me honey. <laughs> okay uh so you have a title for us okay. yes victory over fear is what we're going to talk tonight about and uh, more or less fear is, is just think about anxiety is going to be probably the main topic you'll hear me say the most um but before we get started and go ahead and pray an open prayer yes lord I just thank you for this opportunity tonight glad to get all the guys together uh, all the shows together father uh, be able to sit here and talk about something i think that's uh, is near and dear to my heart but it's also near and dear to i know millions of people out there struggling with uh, anxiety uh, struggling with fear uh, in various ways and various things, God. I just pray tonight that in, in what we're going to talk about, the cure for anxiety in God's Word, in your Word, that you'll be able to bring that out and, and we can all walk away from this table with something that we can use to help us when the enemy is coming after us or the world just seems to be unbearable. But God, for somebody who's watching tonight, I pray, God, that this will seep into their hearts and their minds, that they'll have something that they can use, that they can lean on, God. For somebody that doesn't know you tonight, I pray that they... They lean into you and decide to give their life to you, to trust you tonight, God. To say that this has got to be something I need because I can't find it anywhere else. And this is is in a a word that's speaking to to my heart. So, God, I pray for tonight to to touch somebody. God, if if anything else, I thank you for what you've done in my life. And and I just pray that we just have a good time tonight. Everything we talk about, discuss, is glorifying you, God. And and, uh, again, thank you for this awesome opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. 
So let's go ahead and jump into this. And um, there's some things I sort of want to go over, but I do want to start with this. Like, anxiety is a real thing, right? I think probably all of us have experienced it in some way. There is like normal stress. And by the way, let me start off with this. <clears throat> I am not a psychologist, a psychiatrist. I don't have a degree. I don't have any of that. What I'm speaking to you is from experience, from a lot of study, a lot of research, a lot of prayer. Uh, However, Louis is the science. He's Professor there, there Rodriguez. Go. Professor so. Rodriguez right here. So he'll correct me on anything that yeah. I get wrong scientifically, exactly. right? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Mm -hmm. So, um, But it's, it is something that I've experienced over the last uh, decade of my life that I have dealt with anxiety. I never had anxiety before 13 years ago which it, it's sort of even hard for me to even imagine what life was like without anxiety. And, and you may be saying, well, it doesn't sound like you've dealt with it very well. But it, anxiety is one of those things that's like when, you, um, when you're trying to get in shape or when you're trying to do something and create a habit to do better, it takes work. And, and sometimes you're afflicted with things and it takes work to get it out of your lives. And so this has been 13 years of victory is what I'm going to be sharing with you tonight. And what we're going to be reading in Philippians is, is literally what I believe is the cure for anxiety. Now, we'll talk about medication. We'll talk about a New York Post article that came out not too long ago talking about depression and antidepressants. Um, but don't think that I'm anti-medicine either. Uh, I believe it probably does work for some people. And then for some people, maybe actually causing more problems. So um, something we'll discuss. But we're going to go over quite a bit, but get all the guys' input here because I think everybody has something to add uh, from different perspectives. So. Certainly. Um, what I'd like to start off with some numbers though, right? So let's really talk about this and, and keep in mind, these numbers are more likely from people that have actually had reported or been to a doctor, um, or maybe even polled, but I would almost say that these numbers are much higher than what I'm about to read, but it's still quite a bit. So general anxiety disorder is what we call GAD or GAD. It affects 6.8 million adults or about 3.1% of the U.S. population. Um, yet only 43.2% are receiving treatment for that. Women are twice as likely to be affected as men. So GAD often co-occurs with major depression as well, which is probably what started it with me when I was depressed, where I was in the uh, Border Patrol Academy. Then it went into more than that. And I'll get into that here in just a minute. But panic disorder, which was also a start of how this all happened as well. Um, yeah. I was just saying, it's so funny that GAD that's literally what people in Boston have to yell up to actually talk to him. <laughs> Gad! Gad, listen to me. I can't find my khakis. Sorry, go ahead. That was quick. That was good. I mean, really. Yeah. I can, I can hear it now. I'm not going to be able to get rid of that. That's not going to be able to go away. Um, panic disorders. So... I'm not even going to say those two letters together, but affects 6 million adults or 2.7% of the population. Women, again, are twice as likely to be affected as men. Social anxiety disorder, which uh, affects 15 million adults or 7.1% of the population. Uh, SAD, or SAD, is equally common among men and women and typically begins around the age of 13. Uh, I think um, one of the things we have to think about with this, especially in today's world, like we're going to see much more uh, stronger mental health cases and more of it and at a younger age too, especially with the onset of how prevalent social media has got, how much earlier kids are getting phones these days and getting and, and getting allowed, being allowed to be on social media. Um, and just with the pandemic and all the things that happened there, I mean, there's, there, it, 
if you look at the numbers now, they're skyrocketing. Suicide is skyrocketing. Yeah. They spent more time indoors. They yeah. didn't have anywhere to go. And a lot of these young people right. spent a lot of time on, Alan hates this when I talk about it, but the, <laughs> they talk about that TikTok, man, because they, yeah. they, they're like, oh, six seconds, six uh, seconds, six yeah. seconds. They go, they, go, they go through and they flip through all these videos. Yeah. And, yeah, and they get addicted and, uh, yeah. Stim it, it stimulates the brain, you know? And it's a comparative thing, too. They're, they're constantly being able to compare themselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you used to be able to compare yourself to people in your neighborhood. Right. And now it's worldwide. And how long, and how many times have we been told, don't compare yourself to others, but yet we're constantly bombarded with these, you know, various things on our phones that are constantly comparing us to other people. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's getting out of control. Um, specific phobias, and I'm pretty sure most everybody's familiar with something like agoraphobia, don't want to go outside, so I'm fearful of going outside, or arachnophobia, I'm fearful of spiders, you know, things like that. I'm not, but that's just a, an example. 19.3 million adults or 9.1% of the U.S. population. Again, women are twice as likely to be affected than men. Uh, symptoms typically begin in childhood and, and around the average of seven years old. OCD or obsessive compulsive disorder and post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, are closely related to anxiety disorders, which some may experience at the same time along with de depression. And then there's stress. Everybody, all of us experience stress. And, and really stress, and this is, this is quite a key to, to understand here, the difference between uh, stress and anxiety is that stress is a response to a threat. Okay, so like, like fight or you, yeah, your fight or flight or like a dog's chasing you, it's your response to that event, okay? Um, but anxiety is a reaction to the stress. Mm -hmm. What you do with it after the threat has happened, the stress is, is, is then uh, there, and then what do you do with that? Do you mull on it? Do you, do you run with it? Is that all you're consumed with, all you're thinking about, you know? You get a diagnosis at the doctor. That diagnosis is going to cause stress. That stress now, from that point, what are you going to do with it? And that's the key here that we need to understand. Something that I can say, like when I had my panic attack in, in uh, the academy, <clears throat> after months of being there and without my kids, without my wife for months, you know, depressed, not realizing I was depressed, but depressed, that panic attack hit me. And then from that day on, it's been nothing, you know, it's been anxiety coming in and out of my life for the last 13 years and you know, it's been learning how to not not deal with it not learn how to um, live with it but how to overcome it you know I used to think I'm gonna have to live with this for the rest of my life no more I'm done with that I'm, I'm, I don't have the energy to just decide I'm gonna live with this I want to overcome it and I truly believe that God has given us in his word a way to overcome it and, it, and it's really honestly common sense when you think about it have you ever felt like you've harnessed it though has there ever been a time where you like You've ever like harnessed that anxiety, that energy that comes from it? I, I, I think the times that maybe I started to feel like I did, it came back. I gotcha. I just didn't know like sometimes you can take anxiety and like you can turn it into focus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it, it helps you like hyper focus. Unfortunately, yeah. it hyper focuses and gives Wrong you all the bad feelings. Right. But you can also use it to hyper focus on, like you were saying, yeah. when you get the diagnosis, right? When the doctor gives you the diagnosis, all that anxiety and stress hits you, mm -hmm. and then how do you? What do you do with it? Does it does it make you focus on right. how to fix it, or does right. it just drive you into a pit? And that's and that's exactly the key. I think for me, and if we're going to look at those terms, for me, it's been harnessed. Helps me. I've been asking God to help me harness it, right? So to help me, first of all, acknowledge when it's happening, because I get so far into sometimes I don't even know that it was happening. Next thing, no, I mean I've spent 15 minutes just thinking about my health and. What's this pain, or what's this weirdness, or what's that feel, or what's that palpitation, or what's this, right? And so, yeah, I, I think focus is a great word for it because I was focusing on the wrong thing. Now I want to focus on something else, and that's that would be, I would say, harnessing it. You know, saying, okay, 
I'm going to let it drive me towards what is going to help me and stop driving me more further in that pit or retreating inward or saying, you know what, I'm just, I'm just sitting here dwelling on this. There's no other way out of this. Yes, yes, there is. There is another way out of this. I just need to focus on that, you know? Yeah, uh, well, you can turn that nervous energy, like, like Alan said, into focus. But uh, for me, it was like, because um, off and on again over the years, I wanted to be a musician and stuff. And so in order to go on stage, like, a lot, you, you always get the butterflies. That, like, that never, anybody that says they don't get butterflies before I go on stage, I think that they're an absolute liar. Right. But <laughs> um, you could decide to like, okay, I'm just going to shake the whole time I'm on stage, which did happen to me once. <laughs> or I can use that to hyper-focus yeah. and just make this a really good show. And I noticed that it was like um, almost like flipping a switch in my brain. Like, I'm just going to use this and truck forward. And, and you just, I don't know what happens, but it's just like everything shuts off that was making you anxious and you just do. Well, that's the point we're going to get to here, right? Yeah. Think about the red truck. Don't think about the red truck. Don't think about it. So your mind isn't, you can't clear it. Like, you just can't go blank mind. It just, yeah. I, mean, I don't care who you are. You're not going to be able to do that unless you're some weird, you know, crazy guru. I have complete control over my mind and body type deal, which I don't this know. so wonderful. Yeah. Or the exact opposite. Or the exact opposite. <laughs> the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's like, you know, I, I don't, I think, um, I think understanding that, if I have something in my mind, the only way I get rid of it is not by not thinking about it, but by replacing it, right? And so, to your point, it is interesting you said it. So I was just reading uh, a buddy of mine's post today, and he was talking about, he was at church, and he was struggling. He was, like, about to have a panic attack. He felt like he was just ready to run out of the room, and, and he was about to play drums. And this is the perfect example. He, he asked for the pastor, uh, one of the pastors and a friend to pray over him. And they prayed over him, but he still felt anxious. And then he gets in his drum set or behind, and I think, it's, I think they have like a little plexiglass, you know, space. Yeah. yeah and then he got it in behind the drums. Anyways, he, he started, and, and he just went away. Like he was just in the zone. That's because he, it, drums or the action of doing something that he had to focus on, the harnessing it, he harnessed it in another way. And so his focus was on playing drums, and he said it just went away, and it was it was beautiful, right? Yeah. And that's exactly the same thing. Like when yeah. you get those butterflies and everything, it, once you just go in there and focus, you're not thinking about what could go wrong anymore because you're focused on doing it. And I think that's something that we have to really understand, and we're going to get into that. Paul hits that beautifully in, in this passage in Philippians chapter 4. So, But before we get to that, I, I do want to make this mention because this was, this has been an article that's come up, and it's been about depression. Uh, New York, uh, a study that just came out, and it was the uh, University College of Lo uh, London, and um, the study said that it debated that the efficiency of antidepressants, suggesting there was no evidence that depression is caused by a chemical imbalance, and negating the decades-old notion that a serotonin deficiency is the reason for mental health disorder, gripping an estimated 21 million Americans. That's, that's from the article. Basically, what this article was saying is that there was a study done, and, and it was done over a large group of people over many years, and it's showing that that's not, they don't see that there's any evidence because they had a placebo group and they had a, a, a control group that, uh, that was using the antidepressants. And the placebo group, even in some ways, was performing far better than the antidepressant group. And so the evidence wasn't showing that the, that the serotonin deficiency that doctors tell us that we may have, which is a chemical imbalance, which can only be fixed by providing some kind of other chemicals to balance that out, right. is actually working. Now, I'm, I'm, again, I'm not trying to throw doubt on anybody here that's taken antidepressants, but there's plenty of examples, and even in this article, where 
coming off of sometimes antidepressants is make it, it makes people suicidal. It's hard to come off. Sometimes you get stuck on it. Sometimes, um, and I think maybe you have the story or you don't have to share, but you, you have an experience that we talked about earlier. It's stuff that you deal with that these chemicals that they're putting in us or asking to put us or trying to make us put in ourselves, it, it not really helping. Or maybe it does help and it's putting the band-aid over at the meantime, but it's not the, it's, it has to be something you have to continue to do because if you ever wean off of it, then everything comes back. Now, not for everybody, okay? But there's also a measure of having to do some work. And that's, that's the point of the, the passage here. Putting in the work, we can't just expect a miracle to happen. I mean, if we ask God, he does miracles, okay? I agree with that. I believe that. He can do that if he wants to. But in my life, what I had to deal with is work. Like, God wants me to put the work in. He knows just handing it to me, in most cases, is not going to make me appreciative, first of all, thankful, second of all, or even really be okay and fixed in that sense. So I, I usually get anxiety about getting stuff. Like when God gives me a miracle, I'm like, this is really nice. When's the floor going to drop? Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think I'll then, relate to Yeah, you. you just gave that to me. What's going to happen next? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've got to put this work in. And, and so medicine can help. It can. I, and I'm sure it helps somebody out there. Um, but it's just like it's like the same thing. Like you can go and work out in the gym and, and lift weights all day long, but if you don't change your diet, that's sometimes the hardest thing. It, it really is the hardest thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so you have to put the work in. And so I want to read Philippians 4, 4 through 9. And um, we're, we'll go through this. And then I, I want to bring up Matthew 6 because in, in the Sermon on the Mount, um, Jesus talks in Matthew 6, starting in verse 25, about not worrying. Okay? It's also labeled in some Bibles as a cure for anxiety. But the, the interesting thing is, is there's really the one verse in Matthew 6 that you can take out and say, this is actually the cure, and then actually bring it back over to Philippians where Paul is at, because I think he expands on what Jesus is saying as far as that goes. So, um, Matthew, let, let me actually start there. Matthew 6, I'll just summarize it. Basically, it starts in verse 25, and it's talking about the birds in the air. Like, they're not having to worry. Yeah, naturally, they're going out. They're having to, to, to take care of the, the, the chicks, or they're having to feed themselves and all that stuff. But they don't, they don't worry like we as humans do. The, the flowers, they don't worry at all, right? But they're beautifully dressed. Like, God takes care of the animals. God takes care of the flowers than those things. Why would he not more take care of his most prized creation? Us, human beings, right? And so... I know when I'm talking to my Christian brothers and sisters, and maybe some of you out there can attest to this, I'm always told, don't worry. You know, it, it says, you know, Matthew 6, you know, and don't be anxious and don't worry, you know, and, and just look at all that. I mean, why do you have, you have nothing to worry about? You got all these, all these other things are happening and God's taking care of them. Why is he not going to take care of you? Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. And here I am worrying, worrying, worrying. You're telling me not to do something. I'm doing it, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. And nobody ever really... Like they would just float over verse 33, but they would never really pinpoint it and say, well, instead of not doing something like, again, use this example, don't think about the red truck, Josh. Don't think about the red truck, Josh. You're going to think about the red truck. That's all I'm if I, Yeah, if I don't think about <laughs> I love Jesus, I don't think about I love Jesus, it's imprinted in my brain right now, right? But if I think about a yellow, now I want to think about a yellow truck. Now I'm going to think about a yellow truck, so I'm replacing it, but I can't not just do something. Yeah. I have to say, and God is so smart about this because he knows how our brains work. Why? Because he created them. So he tells us in verse 33, this is the do. 
And that's the, that's the important part. So this is the do. This is sort of like a, a general do, okay? It's not getting into the specifics. We'll get into that here in a minute in Philippians. He says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be provided to you. So everything he just listed that was provided to the birds and to the flowers and, and so on and so forth, all those things provided to them will be provided to us if we seek God first. That's the do. Well, well what does that mean? Right? That's, that's like a tall order. And if you don't read the Bible, if you're not a Christian, you won't know what, what does it mean to seek it first his kingdom. I don't know. I, I don't know. Heaven? Okay, maybe. What does it mean to seek his righteousness? I don't So a lot of people don't even know what the word righteousness means. Yeah, and, and this is a good example of uh, something that uh, young people need to learn. Uh, when, you, when you're reading your Bible, it's always context yes. before content. Always. So you, yeah, so you've got, got to know all about what you're reading. Read the whole thing. Then you can pull the little pieces out as you like, as long as you understand the whole <laughs> yeah. The whole pie. Never. Mainstream media could learn something from that too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Context and everything. With, yeah. Never just read a verse. Um, and, and even when you're talking with somebody, if somebody uses a word, and like, okay, you tell me, because you may think that word might mean something to you. You tell me what you think that word, because if you guys aren't starting from the same definition, or the same understanding, the same context, your conversation after yeah, like that's going to be Right. Oh. <laughs> I don't think that word means what you think it yeah. means. <laughs> Which is my reference over here. <laughs> <laughs> Great movie. Um, so let me go to, now I want to go to Philippians, because taking what Jesus just said in verse 33 about seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be provided to you. Paul, who, by the way, has been beaten, who's been, you know, shipwrecked, who's been bit by a snake, who's been pr imprisoned, all right, he's been cast out of plenty of towns, you can't even, you know, count them. I mean, this guy Ooh, this has been through like everything, you. right? Yeah. I mean, bars. <laughs> <laughs> thrown out of this bar, thrown out of that bar. Going to, going to going every place and just getting kicked out and getting beat up. And... It's just. Well, I never got beat up. Well, that's well, good. I mean, that's good. That's good. Yeah. You, get, you get kicked out of plenty of places. Yeah, I got kicked out. Whether they're physical or yeah. digital. Or no, I was just about to say. Got beat up. You know, plenty, plenty of tragedy happened too. Uh, that's for sure. They tried. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Philippians 4, 4 through 9. Let's yeah. go ahead and read it. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Again, this is Paul saying this. And he's saying this from prison, by the way. Let your gentle spirit be made known to all people. The Lord is near. Here we go. Do not be anxious about anything. So there's our first do not. Okay. But here's the do. In everything by prayer and pleading with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Now, that's the do, and but it, it doesn't even really, it's not really even specific there, right? He's just saying, okay, pray, thank God for everything, and do these things, and then tell God what it is that you need help with, or tell God everything. You're telling God what you need help with, and you're praising God for what he's done. And when you do that, his peace is going to just overcome you in the time of when you just don't, can't even imagine to have that peace, because you just can't comprehend it. And, and that's going to guard your heart and your mind. And that's where we have our thoughts. And we, have, we, we need to ask God to take those things captive, make them obedient to Christ, because we're constantly bombarded with other philosophies and ideas and thoughts and, and, and facts and things like that. Like We need God to really be our filter. We need the Holy Spirit to be our filter. So Paul doesn't stop there. This is where it gets even better. And this is where, again, I, I, you're going to read this, but there's more to it after that. Okay. 
He says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable or admirable, if there is anything of excellence and if anything is worthy of praise, think about these things. As for the things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. So we hear the word peace again, and it's after you think about what is true, right, pure, honorable, admirable, lovely, excellent, commendable, worthy of praise. Okay, so now we're getting more specifics. Now he's telling us, replace what you are thinking. Stop focusing on the anxiety. Stop focusing on that stress. Now replace it and think about these things. He tells us exactly, but it doesn't end for us there because he's not telling us what to think about specifically. He's just saying, so think about what is true. Okay, now the next question is, Louis, what is true? True is what you believe in. Okay. And what you believe in, God, what's God going to tell you or do? Right, right, okay. God's word, God is true, what is pure? What is pure? Yeah. I would say without... Uh, See, you have to think though, right? Yeah. yeah, okay, so what is pure? God. God? Yeah, God, yeah, God's pure. Okay, sure. yeah. what else? What else? You going to throw something in there? No. What is right? No, I'm not. It's yeah. Not what is right? right. In the eye. I'm not Tell me what is right. Me. There we go. <laughs> you are right. I have to make my own decisions for myself. But you're right. So I have to be right. You're here. God created you. <laughs> exactly. You're right. No, but it, it is. It, I mean, don't put it in a box. Don't put these things in a box. These things are for us to think. And we got to we got to look at. And, and when we start focusing, taking the focus off of ourselves, whatever the issue is, whatever the the event or the stress was that we're obviously stressing about. That's the work, but it doesn't, it's not just a one day thing. Like I, re, I, re, I recite this verse multiple times a day. And then I don't just recite the verse because I could recite the verse all day long, but am I actually doing the work? Am I actually thinking about what is true and all these things? What is right? What is pure? Am I actually doing it? it, it name it, call it out, say it out loud, whatever it is, whatever it is to stop focusing on whatever the anxiety that was being produced, the spirit of fear that's speaking into your ear or whatever you're doing on your own to cause that anxiety. Think about those things. Call it out. Be specific. And you don't have to do it for the next two hours. I promise you, if you just do it, repeat it every single day when you know that you're starting to feel that anxiety. Say, you know, first of all, I rebuke. Nope. Satan. Nope. You're a liar. You are a liar. Jesus is the truth. Jesus, you're by truth. All right. There's one truth right there. Okay, God's word, he has promises, they're true, right? His creation is lovely, okay? What's admirable and honorable? You know, Christians doing the right thing. You know, I think of Billy Graham, or I think of Mother Teresa, or you know, I think of, you know, my people in my family that do, you know, amazing things that are just honorable and admirable, okay? So it's getting specific, so that way now that I've been th thinking about that, I've stopped thinking about whatever I was stressing about or having anxiety about. And I keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. And this is where we get into the whole scientific aspect of it. In the basic terms, and I don't can't go much deeper than that anyways, neural pathways, we create them all day long. We create them at, at, from children all the way up. That's what we're learning, creating those habits. Our brains get wired. We literally are wiring our brains as we are growing. And we continue to do that as adults. And when we come across very intense situations, I mean, we, we can talk about like PTSD with, you know, veterans and things like that. Like they've created these neural pathways while they were out there doing the things that they're doing for us and for our country. And they come back wrecked 
And so they have to go through the painstaking effort of breaking those neural pathways and recreating them and, and creating better habits so that way they can start to view the world other than what they experienced over there when they were at war for us. They can now experience it in a, in a more positive way and say, okay, that's where I was at over there. This is where I'm at here. You know? And, and so we have to, this is, this is the way to do that. This they, is the way for us to do that. They have a hard time coping with the truth and what's pure. And mostly wind up in the lies. Yeah. And I'm not going to try to imagine that you would even know or be able to experience what they're going through. But I, I do. I do agree. It's lies. Right? What they thought was over there is now over here. It's going to affect them. You know, I was at a, I was at a football game a couple of years ago. And it was at a, um, uh, a school. When they get a touchdown, they shoot off cannons. And there's two veterans that were sitting behind me. And that first cannon went off, and his wife, I mean, he just jumped, and he just got quiet. And his wife said, are you okay? And he was like, I'm fine. And then he needed a, he left for a while, walked off. You know, it's just things like that. It's just how can we be able to rewire the brain or let God do that, which is what he's doing here. So I, I think it's something that it's throughout Scripture. We're told, don't be afraid. Trust in God, right? And, and how do we trust in God? Well, we have to think about the things that he's done for us. And have the faith. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and I think, you know, even in that too, right? Even if, it, even if you don't feel like you have a lot of faith. Like, if you're a Christian, you have faith of some sort. We don't always are full of faith. We're not always full of faith. We've, we're weak a lot of times. Mm, that's true. That little bit of faith is still what we have, though. And Jesus said it can be as small as mustard seed. You still have it, though. Use that. If you right? believe Christ is your Lord, man. That's all you need. That's all you need. Yeah. That's all you need. So you know, I just I just want to encourage people. And and again, we're gonna we're gonna go into the next episode. We're gonna go really deep into a lot of these things. We're gonna have sort of laid out um, some more steps that we can go through and some more examples and stuff and, and more verses sort of help you out. But um, I really encourage you to listen. Uh, I think it, it's something I've been practicing for the last 13 years, and I, I, I by no means have this ace, and I'm not going to go and, and do some, you know, start some business now on trying to sell you, you know, a 50-step program or whatever. But um, these Josh is trying to take another two weeks off. Yeah, I was trying to pop over them so that way, but it's his lungs water. coming out right now. <laughs> water, water, You're not a fish. Not a fish. Yeah, not a fish. <laughs> Laura's finally taking him out. It's on camera. <laughs> She's slowly poisoning me over the years. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of years, man. He would drink some water now. It is a lot of years. <laughs> a lot of years to poison you. Um, but yeah, I think I think uh, I think some of the things uh, that we have to realize with anxiety, if we let it control us. It does stuff to us, but it also does stuff to the people around us. Mm -hmm. It pulls them out of our lives. Um, whether they don't understand it, my wife loves me to death. She didn't understand it when I started having it because she can't relate. She can't relate at all. She has no clue what I'm going through. Um, it's a battle. It is. And, and again, when, you, when you're dealing with deep-rooted anxiety, you don't, you're not going to be super vocal about it. Very few people are. I've seen that. But most people retreat inward. And don't say a word, and that's that's me. I don't. Well, and you also don't to, you don't know how to understand or yeah. explain it either. You know, I had agoraphobia mm. when I went through depression, and literally, I was I was scared to go outside. Yeah. I was scared of the responsibility of driving a vehicle. 
you know, these silly things. Like I didn't want to get out of bed. Something was just, it was too much responsibility and too difficult to manage any normal aspect of my life. Yeah. And I couldn't explain it because it didn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. It was the craziest I'd ever felt in my life. And uh, man, I'm just, I'm happy I haven't had those moments. I haven't had another one of those moments and it's been yeah. almost a decade. So yeah, I couldn't imagine people would deal with it. I dealt with it for a month. I couldn't imagine right. people would deal with it on a regular basis. Yeah. You feel like you're losing your mind. You yeah. really, you honestly do. You're just like, am I going crazy? Am I losing it? Like I see with my eyes, there's nothing really threatening me right now. But here I'm freaking out, like freaking out, you know? And it's hard. You're right. It's hard to tell somebody how you're feeling right now. Because you know it doesn't make sense. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and they're going to look at you and they're like, they feel helpless. They can't do anything about it. You know, and, and so my wife has been very gracious and she has really tried to, to to figure out how she can help me. You know, and I don't want to pass on to my kids. My, my son has anxiety. Uh, we've, we've had to deal with him having chest pains. You know, we thought he actually had maybe some heart issues. So we got that checked out. He doesn't come to find out he's got anxiety. You know, but like I didn't find I didn't it didn't hit me till my mid thirties, and then then I talking to my dad because I was ready to leave the academy. Like I was developing agoraphobia; I didn't want to go out anymore. I had to call my wife three times a day just to make it through the day, just to go out to do the next thing. Carried my Bible with me everywhere I went. Okay, and, and now I'm saying all this that these are things that were happening, but in the meantime, like God's doing the work. And I will tell you this: I I, I had walked away from God, not that I realized it, but I did. And he used, he has used anxiety. He has allowed it to happen in my life because he, he knew, I didn't know, it was going to draw me to him. Like I, I literally ran to him in the academy. When this started hitting me, I, I didn't know what to do with it. I was thinking I was going to die of a stroke or a heart attack or anything. I was in the best shape of my life. And I, I just, I didn't want to, I couldn't do anything. I was paralyzed. You know, it's, it's um, I think there was, a, there was a, yeah, this, this scripture right here. And the anxiety of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth choked the word and it became unfruitful. Matthew 13, 22. I felt like I was choking, like suffocating. I, I just, I can't, I don't know what to do with this. And when it gets intense, that's how it gets, you know. And the last three months have been so intense for me that the stress that's been happening, I've not been dealing with it. thought I was, but not been dealing with well. So much so that I got a heart monitor on right now for an event monitor that I get off in the next couple of weeks. No, I've been tested, and the doc, doctors say I'm fine, and I believe that I am. But that's what it's gotten to, and that's the thing. Like, don't let it get the anxiety get to you to where it draws, you, pushes your health down. It, it drives you into a ground. It pushes people away. You push people away. Um, it can affect your kids greatly. All right. I mean, there's so much you can do for it, and and ultimately, in my belief, in my experience, and I'm saying this about me, it was selfishness. It is absolute selfishness. I've been a selfish person for so long, never considered myself a selfish person, but I have been for so long that it's finally affected me to a point now to where it almost was debilitating and, and just kept me from, from living the life. And that's the thing. I had a conversation with a guy today, and I was telling him, God has not designed you to be this way. He has not called you to a life of anxiety. He's called you to a life of joy and full abundance of that joy. Live life to the fullest. And you have to believe that. And you're here to help somebody else too. So yeah. so many things, so many positives. Again, it's, that's what we get to when we start talking about those positives. Say, okay, let's think about what is right. It's right for me to talk to somebody else and say, hey, this is what I've been through. And not be the typical guy, the typical dude, and be like, I'm cool. I'm you know, right. I think Danny said the same thing to me after you watched my first show. 
He's like, God hasn't called you to a life of this. <laughs> God doesn't want you to be this way. No. We're gonna, I was like, fine, I'll do 19 more shows like this. We're going to call it the Laughing Christian next time. <laughs> Cackling Christian. Cackling Christian, I like that one. Anxiety is a person that can't deal with life, can't deal with a person or a problem. And that's when they take it out and start screaming, yelling, punching walls, and mm -hmm. stuff like that, because they can't deal with it. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens when you have that. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of kids with that. Yeah, yeah. I can't help but to think when you said you, you kind of were pushing God away when you were um, out there in the desert and, you know, working you know, working through academy and yeah. such. Yeah. So you're in the desert and you push God away. Do you ever see footprints in the sand? <laughs> I saw a lot of footprints in the sand. Sort of my job. <laughs> oh, yeah. Multiple sometimes. You know, there's supposed to be one set of footprints? Yeah. No, there was like 20. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, if you've ever seen like the immigrant sign, you know, it's like like a caravan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All the footprints. Sometimes we saw cow hooves too. So. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Illegal yeah. immigrant yeah. cows. Yeah. Yeah. Big. That's uh, so it's another story. Oh, there's so many jokes there. There's so many, so many. Go ahead. Sorry. So I wonder if you if you take down uh, one of those Mexican cows, it just automatically makes chorizo. Mm -hmm. It's good stuff. No, but I want to see them illegally launch them over the wall. Um, <laughs> or how many? How Please many? Somebody tell me you can do an English accent right now, because all I keep thinking of is uh, search for the Holy Grail. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm wondering how many drones it takes to carry them over. <laughs> like, you're like, dang it! I know they're smuggling something in. Twister, yeah. <laughs> I gotta go, honey. We got cows. <laughs> so change, change for once. Bring the cows over to us. I'm sure, the ranchers would appreciate that. Right. Oh, I just move them on down. The line. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I'll finish up with this um for everybody out there watching I, I think that one of the key elements that you have to understand here is that the audience that paul's talking to he's not talking to non-believers he's not talking to non-christians now that may seem harsh but he's actually talking to the christian church uh at the church of philippi and this is important because he's telling them you have this ability to you have this person in your life you have the holy spirit in you you have this connection with God because you've accepted Christ into your life. And he's telling them this, that that's a power that we all have. Now, for you out there that you may not know Christ, I'm not telling you you don't have that power, but I am telling you it is available to you should you want to choose to accept that. And it is something that we can... Uh, um, yeah, that was me. I, I know, but it's just, it's just wonderfully timed. Yeah, I know. It can be available to you. There it is. <laughs> If you give him yes. the time. That was my wife sending me a text. So, anyways. The three um, is the installments of $39.95. You too. Jack was could be always the life of Christ. Right? Jack was always looking at me saying, Are you doing this? It's usually Louie. It's usually Louie, to be fair. I looked, at, I looked, over, I looked over at Laura first. And she There's another no. one. <laughs> All I'm saying is, like, once he got out of prison, he started and talking to people about God because he had cred now, and now I completely understand why rappers are so popular these days. <laughs> yeah. like, let me talk to yeah. you about God. They're yeah. like, let me talk to you about street yeah. crime. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. So, yeah. So, really, honestly, um, I just want everybody to know the peace that I know because of God. 
You know, yeah. I, I, I again, if you don't, if you don't know them, good luck to you, because you're having to find something in this world. Because you can't find it within. Obviously, you're not finding it within yourself. Because the way you're finding is anxiety within yourself. So you're having to find something in this world that is constant, never changes, and promises to always come through every single time. I can tell you right now, there's not a person in this world that will be that person for you. There's not a single one, and there's not a thing or an object that can do that as well. So. What about Joe Biden? The. Um, where the, are we? Uh, what are we doing? Like I said, nobody. No. Nobody. No, nobody. Um, so, yeah, I, I really I really encourage people to to seek, you know, and and, and it, don't let yourself get all the way down to the bottom pit before you decide to turn and look upward. So, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying you shouldn't let yourself fall off the <laughs> you should fight through it. Even if you need training wheels. Just realize, don't, realize you need the training. Don't put the straps on the pedals. That's fair. <laughs> okay. Especially if you're how old is he? I think that was planned. I honestly think somebody was doing that on purpose. I, I, he's got a mole somewhere in there. I mean, somebody in there. There's some some conservatives like, yeah, we're putting straps on those pedals. <laughs> it takes five pounds of pressure to take your feet out of them, and you only have three pounds of pressure in your ancient legs. Don't do it. Yeah, we, 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 uh, we did a reaction video on both Rodriguez Rance and uh, Laughing Libertarian, but Alan made a good point. He's like, he's got three points of contact there. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I didn't think about it until he said yeah. it. And I was like, he does have three points of contact. Yeah. Oh my gosh, and he still falls. Yeah. <laughs> and now we have a wonderful flag on Google Maps for, yeah. for Biden so, Falls. Yeah. So for those of you who haven't seen it, go check out uh, Biden Falls off his bicycle. It's actually quite it's, hilarious. It's pretty funny. Mm. Yeah. He's fine. You did know? you do a play-by-play -play as well? No, oh, you did? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't see it. My mistake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta go back and watch it. I thought yeah, it was. Check it out. I'm <laughs> sorry, man. The, the thumbnail was great. We used, uh, it was Joe Biden on, on, on the bicycle. On the big wheel. I did see that. I did yeah. see the thumbnail. Yeah. yeah. It'd be a Halloween costume this year. <laughs> <laughs> just throw, just, thrones of kids on the bikes laying in the street. Just do the old saw one. And just put his face on it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> a little saw doll. Oh. To smack his old gun on it. <laughs> Whatever his, I can't remember the name. That guy's name. There's a character on the No, no, no. I never saw it. Jigsaw? I mean, I Jigsaw. I don't know if the doll has a name. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I've never saw it. It was too creepy for me. Yeah, it, it, too it, much. It, it is, it is a little different. <laughs> and I don't like depressing image. I don't like depressing your lane. Sorry. Can you no, put your other foot on I'm the good. ground? That's all I need to do. <laughs> I've never known a human being needing 14 points of contact. <laughs> mostly, mostly other people holding him. That's the other kind of thing. I just still don't get it. Still don't get it. That's, that's, fail. that's, a, that's a staff fail right there. Yeah, well, there, are, there are people uh, actually going to that spot and doing the Biden challenge and taking photos of themselves yeah. on the ground. Biden challenge, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened to security? They probably were sitting back going, like, don't, don't have Yeah, don't there should have been enough guys Slim. around just so that he could have leaned into them. They should have been that close. <laughs> just leaned over to the next yeah. I'm just picturing somebody <laughs> jogging alongside him. You know he wasn't going that fast, right? right? And he's just like, there's two guys on each side of him. kind of like, eh, they're yeah. fixing him. That's what they should have been doing. There's tilt yeah. sensors. Where were they? Oh my goodness, he's got a tilt alarm. 
<laughs> Sorry. You know what he should have had was some of those. You remember the, on, the, on, the, on the old cars to keep them from scraping the curb? They had the little the feelers. Little, yeah. Curb feelers. Curb feelers. Yeah. yeah. I just have some of those. Or the, the floats on the side of the boats. <laughs> oh, yeah. When you pull uh, into the dock so that way you don't bump into the dock. Yeah, yeah. Some of those. Yeah. Just put them like around his shoulders, you know, just let them hang there. <laughs> what, what, what do they put on kayaks? The, the extra little. Uh, oh, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the. Oh, my gosh. What are they called? I've, I've never used them, but I. And, and we use them in construction all the time for different machines. I cannot remember they're called. The little feet that they're they go out their arms and they have little buoys on the day. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Outriggers. Yeah. Yeah, outriggers, yeah, yeah outriggers. Yeah. 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 You need some uh, some wheel outriggers. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my all the fanciest ways just to say he needs training wheels. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, it's not just his bike, it's it's his presidency. Yeah. He needs training wheels. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because apparently you can ascribe America in one word. I just want to say that's that's my personal opinion. That isn't uh, the opinion of or any facts. I, I didn't dig that up anywhere. That's my personal opinion. You too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Susan Wojcicki, he's being serious. Just, um, <laughs> just blank him out yes. on the video. <laughs> You'll be the three of us. It's just a great spot right there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I can say it's my opinion, and I'm talking to Facebook, but. Hey, they already took my business account yeah, anyway, yeah. right? So, They're not listening. They're not listening. They don't care about my opinion. No. <laughs> They'll just ask them if they like birds later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, jeez. Um, mm. Do we do we want to move into politics? So I mean, we, if we, we're not there already. Yeah, we're not know. quite. No, no, we're not quite there. No, I, just, I didn't I think just, so. Yeah, I was just getting prepped. Just getting okay, prepped. okay, okay. Just make sure. For those of you who are not watching on video, I. I unlocked my, my iPad and you was did. just making sure that the articles that I had pulled up uh, were, were still there. It usually means game time. Usually means <laughs> it does usually mean game time, but I was just, I was being a little anxious, I guess. Or it means hustle up. If, if he's looking at somebody else and we're talking, Well, let's like, just say you're being prepared. It's unlocked. Yeah, I was just prepared. being prepared. Like a Boy Scout. Well, I mean, we are we are experiencing a little bit of deja vu, uh, if we're being honest to... <laughs> To the, to the audience. Um, two times in yeah. two weeks. <laughs> so what you're watching right now is actually the second attempt at this episode. So we're hoping and praying that it's it's still recording right now. Yeah, right? <laughs> that you're well, hearing our voices. And that's why I made the joke. Like that, We've been waiting two weeks and three days for this one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. And, I, and I, well, I, I texted Danny. I said, I said you know what? I, I've been having anxiety ever since we... <laughs> He has obviously did not listen to the first episode, and yeah. he was here. Yeah, I was, I was here. The first time we went The first recording. The first yeah, attempt. The first attempt. You know what? It got cut off at 27 minutes, so maybe he didn't get the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fair. Mental I just checked out. No. <laughs> no, we, we do the show on Friday nights for anybody out there watching. So you get to see it Saturday, right? You drop it Saturday. Every Saturday. Saturday yeah. Every Saturday. I don't know why. I, sh I know that, but I just make sure to clarify. So, yeah. We do this every Friday night, and... Um, yeah, uh, it, didn't, it, didn't, it didn't record at all, so here we are on a Monday. My yeah. last words were peas. Yeah. Peas. Yeah, the last peas. words were peas. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, there, was, <laughs> there were so many jokes. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so here's what happened on that recording, <laughs> as Danny was talking about uh, God's peace. But now, but Alan heard it as The Latin peas. Libertarian yeah. comes in with peas. He's like, See, ah, God's it's God's peas. <laughs> Yeah, there was a discussion about peas, and I was like, well, hey, because uh, I think Danny said something about not liking peas. And I said, well, actually, you have a good excuse for not eating peas. This is the, this is the PSA. Um, the P-S-A. So, yeah, the P-S-A. <laughs> that's good. I like it. That's 
very punny. Um, <laughs> so, uh, men, you can tell your wives, your ladies, your significant others, whomever you're having to be with. Pee exempt. You do. You don't have to eat peas, mm -hmm. and especially because they have lectins in them. Lectin, lectins are a, uh, uh, things that plants naturally produce to, to defend themselves. Mm -hmm. um, so, in uh, this these lectins that are in peas can actually cause prostate cancer in men. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Isn't that interesting? Professor Rodriguez. I heard. Oh, he's, he was ready. Yeah. I heard that men could have breast cancer too. Yes, they can. And it's a high possibility for me because it runs in my family. And I'm chubby. So, <laughs> it doesn't help. <laughs> well, hey, at least in the Biden family, the only downfall they have to worry about is what rides in their family. <laughs> yeah, they're right in the crack of society. <laughs> oh goodness! I don't have anything after that. You don't have anything? <laughs> oh man! I know. I was trying to. I can't. I just blank. Blank. Oh. Yeah, that's fair. It's okay. Think well, of truck. At least you're not. Yeah. Red, <laughs> so when you mentioned the red truck earlier, I was actually thinking like, for whatever reason, my mind said red Dodge Ram. And, and then he said something about a yellow truck, and I was like, ooh, I would love to have a red Dodge Ram and a yellow Dakota. <laughs> Dodge Dakota. <laughs> because my brain is like a bag of squirrels right. most of the time. Yeah. You said, don't think of the red truck. And I'm like, I'm not going to look down. Don't look down. Don't look down. Don't look down. I'm not going to look down. You're like yellow truck. Yeah, right? You're like yellow truck. I'm like, I'm still not listening to you. I'm not listening. I'm just not going to look down. Blue microphone. Blue microphone. Instead of a yellow truck, it should have been a Volkswagen. You could have flipped it over mm -hmm. to a Volkswagen. Then, yeah. then I'd be thinking about a bug, or more of the bus. Yeah. Yeah. Then, I think, then I'd be thinking about a bunch of people coming here from Cuba. <laughs> hey, is that a classic car full of 35 individuals? Okay. I don't know. Bring them in. I want the car. Chevy looking good on that. Them floaters. <laughs> Subarus really can go everywhere. Oh. That's something. Wasn't it Hitler that discovered the, the Volkswagen? Volkswagen. Yeah, the car of the people. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, I thought he rode around in a Mercedes. I wasn't sure. He he actually pushed Volkswagen to be. Did you say Volkswagen? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Might as well say it the way they did. Yeah, Volt. That was a, <laughs> you did it so naturally. I just that was such sure. a good German accent. Yeah. Hey, calm down, Mr. President. Your, your house is being raided right now. Yeah. yeah. As unfairly, of right now. Unfairly. Unfairly. Never has this happened to a sitting, uh, not a sitting president, sorry, any president. Yeah, no, yeah, not a president. Well, um, nobody's safe anymore. Not even his safe. They busted, they busted yeah. it open. Yeah. They took everything out of it. When, when was it that the, the White House was burnt down uh, by the Canadians? I guess I had to. Well, in Pennsylvania? Mm -hmm. Huh? Was it in Pennsylvania? Wait, did you say Canadians burned down the White House? The White yeah. House, yeah. When did First time. Yeah. In Pennsylvania. Uh, like, like, when they the White House was in Pennsylvania when they had the White House? I didn't realize it was the Canadians that did that. Why, do we, yeah. why don't we own Canada right now? I know. Right now, they take 42 soldiers. <laughs> I, guess I, I, I went to high school with a, with a fellow that uh, he, he used to try to remind me all the time that, <laughs> that the Canadians burned the White House. And, and I was just like, What's the food they like? Poutine. Poutine. Poutine, yeah. Poutine, yeah. Let's take, we'll just take a cooking oil away yeah. from them. It's done. We, we give you this. We take your country. Well, <laughs> I, I used to tell him to say, why don't you just make like your country and leave? <laughs> and leave. And leave. Nice. That's nice. why the White House moved to Washington. Mm. 
Yep. Yeah, it's exactly why, because the you know the original had, had been, been burnt down by the Canadians. So Canadians. That sounds so crazy. Gosh, I missed so, that history class. I'm so disappointed that my life's alive. Yeah. So right now we have the. Uh, we, I mean, uh, did you have that article for chance still on your phone? That one. Um, or Mar-a-Lago. Oh. I can pull it up. Yeah. So I guess when we kind of chat about it a little bit. Um, oh. See if Danny can pull that. Yeah, that article. as of what it, well, as of right now, since we've been in this about an hour, yeah. so about two hours ago is when it started yeah. from what I heard on the yeah, radio. Two hours before we started recording, yeah. Which is, it's insane. They're saying he took documents. They're there to, to dig into it and see what they can find, of course. Probably find two All right, <clears throat> so, Trump, Mar-a-Lago home. Where's this coming from? What's This what? is from, you know, the Fair and Balanced okay. group. Those guys? We always just want to yeah, drop yeah. it. Fox News. Former President Trump on Monday said that his Mar-a-Lago home in Florida is under sweet siege, quote unquote, can you give us the air quotes over there? Under Swedes? Yeah, under Swedes. <laughs> <laughs> Freudian slip, I'm sorry. Under siege by a large group, that's also in quotes, of FBI agents. A large siege. Oh. Of Swedes. <laughs> Of Swedes. <laughs> a large siege by a undergroup of FBI agents. Is that where we're going? Nothing is like this has ever. This is him quoting. This is Trump, Mr. President here. Nothing like this has ever happened to a president of the United States before. After work. Do you want to read this actually? In your yeah, yeah. Let's let's yeah, try. Why don't you why don't you do that? Nothing like this has ever happened to a president of the United States before. See, after working and cooperating with relevant government agencies, this unannounced raid on my home was not necessarily not, not necessary or appropriate okay uh, it, it is prosecutorial misconduct this weaponization of the justice system and an attack by radical left Democrats who desperately don't want me to run for president in 2024 believe me especially based on recent polls and who will likewise do anything to stop Republicans and conservatives in the upcoming midterm elections okay Thank you, Mr. President. Well, there you go. <clears throat> Sorry about your house and your stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> they just, so they're just, they're just, uh, and, but what was the, the basis for it? I mean, they didn't quite, I mean. Oh, it, it's, uh, let's see. A uh, source familiar told Fox News that the raid occurred early this morning. The source said agents brought a safe cracker and cracked a relatively oh. new safe in Mar-a-Lago. Source told Fox News there was nothing in it. Although that was opposed to a cracker they don't trust. <laughs> yeah. The safe cracker. That cracker they don't trust. <laughs> well, if they go to Hunter Biden's house, they're going to find all kinds of crack. <laughs> Cracking. That yeah. is safe. Yeah. <laughs> Multiple sources tell Fox News the FBI's raid of Mar-a-Lago is related to the materials Trump allegedly brought to his private residence after his presidency concluded. That matter was referred to the Justice Department by the National Archives and Records Administration, which said it found classified materials in 15 boxes at the residence. Federal law bars the removal of classified documents to unauthorized locations, though it is possible that Trump could try to argue that as president, he was the ultimate declassification authority. So he's like, I'll take one of these, three of those, two of those. <laughs> and they're all declassified. <laughs> Even the one that has Kennedy on it. Nice. You know what he should have put in those boxes? Everything from the Hunter Biden laptops. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that would have been too good. Just um, like Trump's secret stash or whatever, like, you know. Hey, FBI, what'd you find? We can't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh, wait, but they found the, the, the laptop, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. 
Because they couldn't find it at the hearing they were having because they didn't know where it was at. Well, they also couldn't find um, it when they were at Rudy Giuliani's house raiding his home. Right. Um, and he said, here, here here's the yeah. laptop. He, like, he held it out for him. And he was like, you know what I should have done? I should have raided it. Because that's what he, he joked about. That's where I got that joke. Was, I should have put it, you know, Giuliani's number one secret, yeah. <laughs> super secret laptop so they would have took it. Nice. But, yeah. That's so <laughs> amazing. Inept. <laughs> you know, I mean, no, and nothing's going to come of it. I mean, let's no. to ourselves. No. Nothing at all is going to come of it. Yeah. And they're, they're too busy rating uh, president. Yeah. So. We're not talking about all the FBI right here, uh, right now, because, you know, obviously the federal agents no, that are. Yeah, the, 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 the big guys, the guys at the top. Yeah, the, the, the top brass. Um, they're. they're um, That's a shame, too. You know, yeah. it's, it's just like putting a bad reflection on the entire agency as a whole. It's yeah. just bad. In, in, in bed with the Democrats pretty deeply. Um, and it's just, it's just, well, Washington corruption in general, because um, I'm sure people like Liz Cheney are probably uh, right in there with all that. Um, unfortunately, we, we have a few rhinos that we just need to get them out and get them out quickly. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Our enemy is not in Russia. It's in no. the White House. It's in the White House, that's right. Yeah, I... I um, the, the only uh, the only person that's got to worry about uh, uh, Putin right now is uh, <laughs> Miss Brittany Griner, who also uh, ended up in an article from from Fox News. Good so. segue. <laughs> so nice. uh, during the Brittany Griner trial, Russian court hands down verdict, sentence in WNBA star's case. Uh, Brittany Griner, an American basketball superstar and Olympic me uh, medalist, on Thursday learned her fate in a Russian court after she pled pleaded. <laughs> Pleaded guilty to a drug charge last month. Did you just say her? They haven't gotten the results of her blood test back yet. <laughs> Repeat I mean, what you just said. Did you just say her? Because they have not gotten the results of her blood test and blood okay. test back yet. Oh, that's called her him for a second there. Yeah. They're trying to figure out exactly yeah. which prison to put that person in. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Yeah. What, what she needs to do is look at him and go, that's called doping. Okay. <laughs> it's ma'am. It is ma'am. <laughs> so a Russian judge convicted Griner of a drug possession and drug smuggling and sentenced her to nine years in prison. She was also fined one million rubles, the equivalent of $16,200. So pretty much her WNBA salary. I was going to say the gross net profit. Sorry, the net profit of the WNBA. Right. Yeah, she made more, more than that just uh, signing a few things for the Russian oligarchs. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> that's how she was able to stay out of jail year after year, I'm sure. But Griner, uh, who's 31, uh, appeared in a courtroom in Kimki, just outside of Moscow. She issued an apology ahead of her verdict and, and sentencing as prosecutors pushed for a 9.5 year, uh, year sentence. She said, quote, I want to apologize to my teammates, my club, my fans, and the city of Yekaterinburg? That one. Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, so, uh, for my mistake that I made uh, and the embarrassment that I brought on them, uh, I want to also apologize to my parents, my siblings, the Phoenix Mercury organization back at home, the amazing women of the WNBA, and my amazing spouse back at home. End quote. Uh, Griner uh, contended she made an honest mistake when she brought vape cartridges containing oils derived from cannabis into Moscow and uh, into a Moscow airport back in February, adding, "Quote." I hope in your ruling it does not end my life. Um, she was sentenced to nine years. 
is this the first time that they ever caught her with drugs? Because she's been playing for them eight years. Yeah, she's been going over there. So um, she's uh, for six and a half years. Um, she's uh, been able to go there uh, and and professionally play and make uh, make money. Um, <clears throat> but uh, that's according to the article here. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure that she probably did bring drugs always in the years past. Uh, I'm not saying that she did for sure, but um, you know, as, as an American, she probably felt entitled to that. Um, well, I, I mean, I, yeah, yeah, that privilege, and uh, you know, even though she doesn't like the uh, the uh, uh, national anthem, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, she didn't say she's in, she's sorry to all of her country, embarrassing her country, or anything like that. No, she's yeah. sorry, and she's she's probably she's uh, needs to apologize to her family, to the women of the WNBA, to the organization who pays her measly paycheck, and um, nothing about the country that actually provides her the freedom. Yeah. I would imagine she should be very appreciative. She would be more appreciative about what she is experiencing about how the United States would have treated an infraction like this compared to Russia, oh, which yeah. honestly, Russia, in terms of other countries, is going pretty light on her. So, right. I was just say it's not too far off from what would happen here in a lot of states. Yeah. I mean, yeah. granted, since she's so used to having that, apparently because she doesn't even realize she's carrying drugs on her at this point. Um, she's probably used to having such lax uh, rules around her anyway yeah. that she doesn't yeah. obviously. I mean, you just, I mean, come on. Russia. Ru well, I, I wouldn't be on such pins and needles just going through security well, just to kill it. Mm -mm, no. Well, definitely here she has a way, but um, I think her relationship with, I mean, because in order to play over there and begin with, you have to have good relationships with Russian oligarchs. That's just how it works. That's just, mm -hmm. that's just how you get to do anything there, um, especially on higher levels. And uh, making the money she was making, that was the only way uh, she could keep going there year after year. So um, I think she just felt emboldened to just keep doing so. She, like I said, she probably done this in the past, and, and uh, um, yeah, uh, she just felt emboldened to do so. And they, they didn't stop her in the past, so she just assumed that it was going to keep going that way. And uh, I, this is my speculation that uh, Putin was like, hey. Uh, you know that one basketball star? You know, let's just uh, let's just put her in, in in prison if we can. Well, I'm I'm not even like okay. She she made a mistake, stupid, and you did it in Russia. Nine years. That's your that's your penance. That's what you got to pay for. I'm just like everybody else. It's like, you know, the thing. Sort of like this is unjust, and this is like. It's not, your, it's not your country. Right. It's yeah. not your country. They this can is, do what they want. Yeah. And that should make you even more appreciative for living in this country. Yeah. Well, and I hate it because they're like, be very careful when you travel abroad because this is how Americans are treated. She's not being treated any no. differently than their citizens. Yeah. Yeah. She'll be fine. You know why, Ellen? She doesn't have to hear the national anthem for the next nine years. That's right. And you got to look at the bright side. <laughs> She's going to want to listen to it here soon. <laughs> you got to have to look at the bright side. She's yeah. going to be in there with other females. When she gets to <laughs> she gets to kneel as much as she wants to as well because that's the only way she's gonna get to the doorways. True, true. She's a very tall person. Oh yes, she is. So yeah, I mean, at least she's yeah, like you said, at least she's safe. They should just play it constantly. They should just understand that that is what actually <laughs> breaks her down mentally. That would be oh, something. That would be something they would do. Is what's her weakness? What does she hate the most? Oh, and just play it all the time. Just all the time. When she's trying to sleep, just keep her up at night, just playing our national anthem. Or just at random times, like just have it on a 
on a, a randomized loop where it, it only it only play like maybe it plays 2 a.m. today, but tomorrow it's going to play at like 2:04, like something really way off. You know, because I, I definitely assume she's not going to reach out to God to fix that anxiety she's dealing with by listening to the national anthem. Hey, you never know. No atheist, foxhole. Even bringing a message from, from the producer. Get a mess. Look at your messages. Look at my messages. Yes. Yeah, apparently, I've got messages. I do too. From yeah, my wife as well. Yeah, I do. <laughs> you want to see how many? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So I just I have a lot of messages there. <laughs> <laughs> We're all checking our phones. We're all doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so you want me to look at what you sent me, Daryl Moore? What? I, I don't know. What you, she said check your messages, so. Of course. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay, so uh, so Laura's Laura's replaced replacing Sterling uh, tonight uh, to uh, do the producing. <laughs> And uh, so Sterling, our perfect producer, who's normally in that chair, and, and I've fired more many times to replace her with him, uh, but she's, she's doing a good job tonight. She actually is. Uh, um, Sterling is actually texting me right now, asking me <laughs> about something. So, yeah, um, he's just trying to stay in the loop. I thought maybe he was like, do I need to come down? How many times has Laura been fired? Well, since we're all sharing texts, and I share what my wife sent me. Oh, no. Mmm, that looks tasty, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Oh, Lord. Yeah. So what happens when your dog is overfed. Oh, jeez. <laughs> she took a nap and woke up to that. That's fantastic. Well, at least cats warn you, you know? <laughs> well, my dogs warn you, too. Yeah, not, you're not going to be fast enough. <laughs> the cats, you know, because my wife and I used to have a cat, and it was always, like, just the... the Worst time of the night, just like right, right after you just doze off and you get into that good. Sleep. I've heard that about cats. Yeah, and there's, you yeah. start hearing that, it's like, oh, <laughs> you can't get up fast enough. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Cats. I'm just sitting here realizing, like, just, just how perfect this conversation is. Right after talking about Brittany Griner. <laughs> Mike, if I had to sum her up, it would be cat vomit. <laughs> <laughs> or because we can't figure out what it is, dog vomit works as well. Was that corn I saw there? Oh, jeez. <laughs> what is now that? that joke was corny. <laughs> <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> Alright, what did you got for us, Josh? Um, really? Just just talk amongst yourself for a second. Oh, jeez. Texting Sterling. Josh is, I don't yeah. know. I think he's talking to Sterling. Just getting ready for the mall. Just getting ready for the mall. We're going to the mall? New hats. <laughs> the shooting. You hear the. Yeah. Oh, I hear the haptic feedback, no little taps. <laughs> Josh is uh, keeping his head down, ignoring us right now, so we'll talk. Kind of how it's about the last two weeks. It's the show. Yeah, that's, that's a good, good sort of so, right? Yeah. What I'm doing is actually putting up a wall. It's a wall. Is it? How, it's, a, it's a big. It's a big, beautiful wall. Is it? Is it? Uh, yeah. Do we need to fill um, it in? <laughs> so, funnily enough, Alan. Yes. Funnily, I like it. Funnily enough, our. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we have Laura filling in for Sterling, and we have Biden filling in the walls. Filling in the wall. So go. also coming from Fox News, uh, Biden's Arizona board wall. Uh, uh, move uh, could be to help one of their own. Uh, I just did that like Chris Farley a little bit tonight. Uh, <laughs> it's going to help one of their own. 
and, um, to win the re-election at the, at the border, uh, the border official says. Uh, so the timing of the Biden administration's announcement to complete uh, the open segments of the border wall near Yuma, Arizona, uh, Danny's very familiar with that area, um, could be to help one of their own, said Brandon Judd. Let's go, Brandon. Uh, pres <laughs> president for the National Border, uh, I'm editing as we go, Border Control Council, as uh, Senator um, Mark Kelly, Democrat, wah, 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 faces a tough re-election fight amidst criticism from the GOP over border security and immigration. Uh, DOH, or Department of Homeland Security, um, uh, Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Mayorkas, thank you, Alan. Announced Thursday that he had approved construction to close several gaps in the border wall in Yuma uh, and the Yuma sector that have become highly trafficked spots for border crossers. Uh, Mayorkas said the gaps were uh, a safety risk for migrants due to the proximity to the Morales Dam. So safety risk for the migrants. Yeah, of course. The highly trafficked. Come off the dam. I, I find it interesting that he used the word trafficked because I, I think that has to do with the fact that they're. They're, they're trafficking the humans. They're trafficking young young people for uh, very, very bad and various things. Well, that's exactly what the cartels are doing. They're trafficking human beings, and we're always against human trafficking, apparently, in this country. But yeah, um, we just oh, want to let people come across the border. Only in the cities where Super Bowls are. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 that's right. That's the only time we crack down. So where's it going to be this year? I don't know. When I they started taking a knee, I stopped watching. Yeah, pretty much me too. Yeah. Louis, have you, uh, I mean, I think I've watched. I watched a couple Colts games last season, but you know, I don't think I watched anything. Um, but, mm. When they started taking a knee, I bowed out. <laughs> <laughs> just too much, too much. I just want to watch hey. football. Yeah. Anyways, back to the wall. Yeah. So uh, Kelly, for months, has been advocating for approval to close the, uh, close those gaps and celebrated the announcement in, uh, in a statement uh, on Thursday, taking credit for finally being able to quote, secure a commitment from the administration to get this done, according to his office. The actual construction could be months away, however. Kelly told News 11 Yuma in, in an interview Thursday uh, that he expects uh, the first uh, contract to be finalized in September, uh, with, uh, with construction scheduled to be finalized, and DHS announcement that, quote, prior to construction, DHS will engage in standard environmental planning and con conduct stakeholder outreach and construction uh, while moving as expectedly as possible. <laughs> this story just cracks me up. I'm sorry. It's um, the simple fact that every single thing Biden shot down as soon as he became president. He's doing now. Um, yeah, exactly. I was just thinking the exact same thing. Right. It's like executive order, executive order, executive order, straight from the, the king himself yeah. and with his royal decrees, shooting down you know the wall because it's a racist wall. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, getting rid of price fixing on necessary medicines. Right. Um, and then turning around and going, hey, let's fill in the wall. We're not finishing it. And, oh, by the way, we're going to crack down on this medicine. However, cracking down on the medicine is not nearly as efficient in his way as it was mm -hmm. under the previous administration. Not even remotely. <laughs> I mean, it's awful. Like, I don't know if you've even looked at that. I don't want to get off the wall topic, but it's miserable. I was reading some of the details um, about how the medicine is going to be broken down. It's like they're they're going to negotiate prices and then... People on Medicare will be capped at a certain amount versus before it was like legitimately across the board. Right. You know, insulin is going to be this. Yeah. And now they're he killed yeah, that for whatever. Yeah. So right. Oh wait. Oh, it's because in two years he he knew he was going to need that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. What you said before, Danny was like you know, 
well, let's let's get rid of that so it can be my idea later. Yeah, well, that, that's what he does, and that's what he's shown to do. He has no good ideas. Democrats have no good ideas. And so they, they either try to continue to push things, social agendas, which isn't making them any more popular with anybody else other than their own base, but then they realize, well, we can't just be popular with our own base, so what was it that Trump did again that was popular? Oh, let's do that, and then we'll just say that we did it, such as filling in the border wall. Like, yeah. it was, you, you gotta be an idiot not to see that that had to be done, you know. Um, well, and God bless Peter Ducey. Uh, oh, yeah. he, he asked the, the press secretary, loved it. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> he yeah. said, so if you're filling in the border wall, is it, is it still racist? When it's completed, when it's completed, is it still a racist wall? Yeah, because yeah. during the last administration, you said it was racist that it was being built. So, is it still racist if you're? And <laughs> we're not, we're not finishing the wall. Yeah. Okay. We're just, we're um, just filling it. Just filling when you're it. done filling it in. Yeah. It's the yeah. same thing. That's why he said Changing it's going to be a while before it gets done, and maybe in 2024. That's right. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, yeah, they're, they're, now. they'll just drag it out. I mean, that's not something they're going to be rushing to do, but they need to make it look like they're making an effort to do it. That's it. That's and all they need to do. And see, that's why I have such a, a disdain for for Washington, D.C. anyway, because you have so many people who venture to Washington, D.C. and get, they get those seats and get those jobs, mm-hmm. and they want to make change, and then they get there and they live there, and now they're in this bubble where they just want to pass what they want to pass, yeah. and then they make enough money to then forget about the people they're representing. Yeah. And so, you know, at that point they're not representing the people, they're representing their pocket their own pocketbook mm-hmm. and their own agenda and just what they want. They're stomping their feet and they want what they want. Mm-hmm. And at some point they're so disconnected from the American public that the things that they what they're trying to pass just don't help. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop there before I get into the into the bill yeah. from that's, yesterday. That's oh, why they're right. raising taxes. <laughs> Dang it, Louie. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, we go. <laughs> just, just before you talk about that, I want to talk about how the fact that I'm not even in office and my wall is still getting built, okay? Uh, it's still going to get nice. done ahead of schedule and under budget. Promises made, promises kept. Believe me. <laughs> you know, it's so great because every administration yeah. has worked on that wall. Yeah. And Democrat, Republican, you know, they've all worked on that wall. They've all maintained that wall. Got their initials etched on it somewhere. Just yeah, say, this somewhere. is my piece. This is my part right here. Well, that's because <laughs> they went there and yeah. etched it themselves. Yeah. Uh, Biden's in range of the wall. Is AOC's initials in where she, cr- she, she cried at? Is that, I'm sure <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. No, she thought that was the wall. It was just a chain link fence. She <laughs> it was, was totally confused. It was, it was her empty, backyard. Yeah. 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 An empty parking yeah. lot. Yeah. 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 Somewhere in Florida. It was, it was kids playing in, in a backyard behind hers. Yeah. Kickball. Yeah. <laughs> they were putting the dogs in their little kennel outside, and she's like, oh, no. And then you got Camilla over there looking at the wall, laughing like a, like, like a, a hyena. Cackling. It was, the, it was the fence separating the children from the horse track where she was. <laughs> He's referring to the fact that AOC looks a lot like a horse. Yes. <laughs> Quite a bit. Yeah. That's because you love I her. Just, Sort of thinking, That's donkey. what she said. Yeah, exactly. But she, donkey. she tried to talk. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. She tried to talk to Alan one time. He said, "Nay means nay." Nay means nay. Yes. Did you take yourself in your bridal rage over there? <laughs> we got fifteen minutes. I've been chomping on the bit to say that. Um, so. <laughs> They're just—he's on a roll. <laughs> 
This was not happening in the first recording. Yeah, that's it's going yeah, right now. That joke had, roll. It had teeth. I'm telling it you, it had yeah. teeth. <laughs> Uh, don't keep me going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Well, you know how they got her to introduce the Green Noon Dill? How's that? They put peanut butter in her lid. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that scene. That's fantastic. Anybody <laughs> who's oh, yeah. watched my show, they, they know how much I just, yeah. <laughs> I just love AOC. She's my favorite. There's so much there. I'm just like, I'm like it's like, it's like uh, you what know, is it? AOC is my everyday for, Ber for a Bernie Sanders holiday. Right, like, yeah. I'm sitting there like I can tear AOC up every single day, every single week. She's gonna say something stupid, and then eventually, uh, old well, Grandpa Bernie. that's constituents, right? Social media, right? <laughs> I mean, and Grandpa Bernie's gonna bump in there occasionally and say yeah. something, and I'm like, oh, yes! And yeah. then he said something smart yesterday, so I can't, yeah, I can't really, yeah. dang it, he learned math. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No socialist has ever learned math. It's not a good sign for you when that when the socialist tells you you're spending too much money. <laughs> well, he was Never like, good. well, what we have here is book sales, so I have to, yeah, it's a bad idea. <laughs> it's not, let's not do this. He had to sleep on his own couch for once in his career yeah. instead of somebody else's. I found that I quite like capitalism. <laughs> oh, my goodness, wow. man. I might purchase a comb tomorrow. I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! The the, the meme mittens, the mittens memes. Uh. Crazy. <laughs> he, they put him everywhere. They put everywhere. him everywhere. everywhere. Every time he does anything. Yeah, but when he was at the, <clears throat> the inauguration, because so one of the things I do at my job uh, is I, I I clean up computers and stuff. Technically, kind of jobs. And uh, and somebody's laptop that came back. Had a vinyl sticker of him in the mittens at the inauguration, <laughs> <laughs> and I did, I saw it and I was laughing so loud. But like the people I was in the office with at, at that time, I was like, I can't say anything Why about what I'm laughing about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I just took a picture real quick and saved it on my phone. <laughs> um, you know, how about the shooting in the mall? Oh yeah. So um, on a different note here, uh, so. Um, hero, local hero, for, um, I can't remember where he's exactly from, but uh, the young man's name is Elijah Dickens. So this this happened in Greenwood here recently. Um, so for uh, Greenwood, Indiana, so for us at the table, that was really close to home. And um, it was a good guy with a gun who stopped a bad guy with a gun at the Greenwood Park Mall. So this uh, article uh, comes from Conservative Firing Line. <clears throat> and uh, there's uh, more to the story than the good guy with a gun. Uh, at the Greenwood Park Mall on, uh, on that Sunday evening, things which uh, bring a fresh perspective to light that the left absolutely hates. Elijah Dickin, who's 22, or Eli, told uh, news media that his grandfather taught him how to shoot. He has no military or police training, but he certainly has uh, excellent situational awareness. He shot, a um, he shot and killed a rifle-toting murderer with his handgun with uh, 10 shots from several yards away just seconds after the man opened fire at the food court. Um, Jonathan Sparrowman, 20, uh, the gunman, went down, uh, went into the bathroom at the mall and spent uh, approximately 62 minutes preparing his attack and came out firing. Uh, Dickon was at the food court uh, with his girlfriend, uh, 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 Shay Goldman, uh, who was coming out of the restroom. She saw the man uh, with a long gun and told her uh, grandmother that she had a sickening feeling. Uh, Elijah immediately told her to get down and pushed her. 
uh, aside. Uh, she hid behind a kiosk, then uh, he studied, then he studied himself against a pole and opened fire on the attacker, 10 shots from a handgun approximately 40 yards away. Um, so for you, those of you who don't know yards, uh, look at a football field at any given time and see the, see the men running around on a football field during a football game, and it's just about half. So that's a really big distance there. Um, mm -hmm. The suspect tried to flee back into the bathroom but collapsed on the floor. Eli also directed people away from the shooting. Uh, Dickon had situational awareness, leadership, action, competency, all qualities necessary in an emergency situation uh, that they, they needed that day in Greenwood Park Mall. As soon as the shooting stopped, his girlfriend jumped up and began tending to the wounded. Uh, she has been a nursing student for the last two years, according to her grandmother. Um, had the Indiana carry law went, uh, went into effect just one month later, the body count would have been significantly higher. And yes, most malls are gun-free zones. But according to WXIN, it's not against the law to ignore the no firearm signs under Indiana's permitless carry statute. I want you guys to hear that again. It's not against the law to ignore the no firearm signs under the Indiana's permitless carry statute, okay? Uh, the Greenwood Park Mall, uh, the people in, that, uh, in there that day, and the police are thankful that Elijah Dickin did exactly uh, that and neutralized the threat. It would have taken longer to dial 911. The Second Amendment did its job that day. It only took him 15 seconds to stop that active shooter. Eight for ten. Yeah. And Eight for ten, 40 yards away. The shooter had, had killed three people and wounded two others. Um, so in, just in that short amount of time, so imagine trying to dial 911. I mean, and there's, there's already three people dead, two people wounded. Think. Eight, eight for 10, 40 yards away, moving target. Mm -hmm. I couldn't do it. Most college quarterbacks can't hit their wide receivers 40 yards out, eight out of 10 times in a moving target. <laughs> I don't even think Peyton Manning had that kind of accuracy. We only practiced 25 yards in our calls. I mean, 25 yards. You're looking for, you know, with a handgun, with a handgun. 40 yards, moving target, stress. Yeah, lots of people around and making That's noise. composed. And, yeah, very composed. Very composed. And so. his grandfather did a really good job of training him mm -hmm. and, and teaching him about situational awareness, as the, as the article said. Um, yeah, I just can't say enough good things about uh, yeah. Eli here, I think. Um, I think the problem, I think the, I think the, the, the tragedy here is the talk about how he broke what some people think he is, that he broke the law, you know, and not, and not showing that whether, whether, he, sure people know. <laughs> whether it's, it's allowed or not allowed, gun-free zones are stupid. Yeah. They are dumb. I can't think of any good reason to have a gun-free zone. I just can't. Except for to invite people to come in and shoot up everybody. Right. I mean, because here's the thing, right? The criminal does not care. If it's gun well, he does care if it's gun-free because he knows there won't be any guns in there. Correct. He is going to bring the gun in. He's already intending on breaking the law. I, I still don't get how people can sit here and say, logically, that gun-free, putting up a sign even, putting up a sign that says gun-free zone is, is going to protect anybody in that mall because criminals don't care about the law. So By definition. By definition. By definition. Yeah, right. Criminals don't. don't Care about they don't follow the law by right. definition. <laughs> Chicago, <clears throat> talking yeah, about you, right? New York City. I mean, <laughs> just 
most of California. It's just, it's, <laughs> it, it never, I, I don't He's understand. not having a stroke. I don't. <laughs> it's Tourette's. Um, I do when we get on that. I mean, I really start, it just, it just, it burns me up because I don't, there's no good, uh, again, I, I, I will, okay, we can talk and discuss background checks and, you know, I think really honestly, we're not doing anything about mental health, which we talked about at the beginning of the show. We're, we're not addressing that largely as a society. We're trying to put band-aids on it with medication. Um, we're ignoring it. We're ignoring the PTSD problems that we have with our veterans. And we're definitely not doing anything for them after all they sacrificed. And we're just willy-nilly empowering a young generation and just saying, hey, you're entitled, you know? And if you do this thing, you'll just get a slap on the wrist. You're not going to get in trouble for it. You know, just so continue to can get worse and worse and worse and increase your level of criminal activity until you get to a point to where you just want to drive by uh, a park and there's a bunch of people out there having a birthday party. You just want to shoot it up just because. I mean, it gun-free zones yeah, we'll don't do that work. anywhere me and Louie and Alan are because they yeah, are all I mean, back at any time. So. They, they want to use <laughs> examples of cities that they'll say, well, you know, not all liberal cities, run liberal cities are, you know, have bad gun crime. But you just can't assume also that the culture is crime, right? right. You know what I mean? Like, it could happen anywhere. It, it, it can happen anywhere. Yeah. It's one person. I mean, it's one person of a giant population, yeah. right? To, to just make right. that decision that day. And mass shootings, by the way. Um, most, most mass shootings are not done by rifles. Uh, mass shooting is, is considered four or more people that are injured. Am I wrong? You're yeah. right, no, except... Okay. That are, except that definition has actually been changed from three. Is it? Do you know why it was changed oh, it from three? Add one. Why? Because most inner city shootings that happen that are gang related, um, that typically uh, fall along certain racial lines, uh, typically affect three or less. Oh, okay, gotcha. So major cities adopted to the four rule right. to eliminate mass shootings being most gang shootings. Right. And so that 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 changes the narrative of what you picture yeah. a mass shooter looking like. Well, you still go and look at the statistics. It's still almost 300 of these. I think it's climbing, obviously, now. Last time I checked, it was 256. And we're talking about four. Most of them were about four or a little bit over. And they were either killed or they were injured by a gun. But most of them weren't a long arm. A lot of them were handguns. And nobody talks about those. They just want to talk about the ones where somebody's taking in, you know, an AR-15 and and doing damage. It's military machines. Machines of weapons of war. AR-15, the assault rifle 15, right? No, yeah, not that Armalite. Don't say Armalite. Oh my gosh. Like every weapon's an assault weapon. Knife, fists, whatever. I can see the people yelling. I can see the people yelling, security, security, wait a minute, 911, we're having a mass shooting here. How many more people are dying in all that time? They're waiting for the police. I mean, because the response time was about two and a half minutes. That, right, that's what yeah. they said. So the proposer, even with the response time, two and a half minutes, he killed three people and injured two more yeah. in 15 seconds. Yeah. How many more people would he have killed right. in, or yeah. injured? Right. Well, could you imagine that during that 15 seconds was when he was getting shot? Yeah. Could you imagine during the 15 seconds un, just without any resistance un, whatsoever? Unbridled. And I tell people all the time, back to AOC. Um, so... <laughs> And I tell people all the time, you know, protect yourself because self-defense happens in seconds when police are minutes away. Yeah. And, and that yeah. was obvious here. Yeah. And, I they mean, should give them guns. guns. They should give security guns. Yeah. And, you know, when you've got the whole Uvalde thing that happened, too, you know, you don't expect a police force to react and act like they did. 
but sometimes that happens. And so not to say anything negative about the Greenwood police, I'm, I'm sure that they do a great job, you know, no, and, and I think 99% of the people that I've got family that's law enforcement, I was former law enforcement. It just, it's, it's just, you know, things happen. You know, you can't happen. plan for it all. So and you only have so many people, right? You can only cover so much area. We need, yeah. we need. And it happens quick. Well, unless you're in Uvalde, because if you're in Uvalde, you it takes wait, an hour you and wait, yeah, you wait an hour and a half yeah. before you enter the building, and then even then, you let a off-duty security officer who's, uh, you know, a former uh, border patrol. No, actually, yeah. I'm not former. He was a border patrol. Former border yeah. patrol. Yeah. Uh, Bortac, or he was, uh, he was. I think he's Bortac. Yeah, who borrowed a shotgun from a neighbor. Yeah. And went in and took care. Took care of the job. You know. Okay. The the response um, for the police in New York is about three to four minutes. In three to four minutes. You, you it's, all out people. it's all out. Okay. It's all over three or four minutes. You know, I don't mean to judge you guys, because I love you guys, but uh, you guys have spent the better part of a whole year trying to trying to convert me to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yes. And Eli was able to send him to Jesus in less than 15 seconds. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he went for judgment, see. And, oh, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I, I don't think he's going to a good place. I just have a feeling. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. If only, if only he had someone who could have talked to him about it. Well, I mean, I don't know what's been said about him. Anyways, I haven't heard anything that you know about the the, the shooter and and what his backstory was. But I mean, we look at all these shooters and their backstories, and it's extremely disturbing. Living with his grandparents. I mean, he had an apartment. Yeah. Uh, evicted. Yeah. Left. I mean, because he had the butane tank in his in his oven. Oh, with wow. his laptop, he would, so what I, I we don't know obviously. Yeah, this yeah. is definitely just me. Look, I think maybe he set that up. Yeah, right. I think he maybe set that up. And once the mall thing was going to shoot people, but he was waiting for his apartment to blow right. because that would pull all EMS. Uh, okay, and then yeah, yeah. when he sat there for an hour and didn't have any information that his apartment exploded, right. he was then backed into a corner while the mall closes in two minutes or five minutes or a minute. You know, I can't, I can't just walk out of here now and go back right. to my apartment that's getting ready to explode. Right. So now we just it's go time. Yeah. And so again, yeah. I'm just thinking like if I were in that person in that position, how would I be thinking? Like right. my one plan that was going to pull all all police and medical and fire and everything to this area right. didn't work. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, evicted, left his job. I mean, everything was bought legally. But yeah. that's all I really know about him. He was very depressed. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. Mostly, he had several depressions, actually. A lot of it was on the side. Well, he's certainly holy now, man. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Swiss cheese. Okay. <laughs> One more phone noise. Okay, uh, so that's the time, folks. No, <laughs> no, no, you're out of time. What? What? So huh? that, that is the, that is the I can't sky. hear anybody right now. Is my headphones on? Yeah. <laughs> so the, the alarm uh, the alarm or noise just heard uh, it wasn't supposed to actually go up. I don't know how it set the sound on that. Anyway, we have a stop clock that we use to figure out how many minutes we got left. So we're actually over just a speak right now. Um, so I'm just going <laughs> to... His ears are smoking. You all right there, Louie? Okay, so we're going to have uh, Danny bring us home in prayer, and then uh, we'll do some outros here. Uh, Lord, we just thank you for this time, God. I know we're um, we're we, we're trying to make light of things and joke and, and just humor and laughter is a good thing. And um, sometimes it's it, it can be <laughs> offensive, but yeah. 
you know, I, I think really honestly, if we can just laugh at ourselves even, that just makes life even better to some degree, God. And I just thank you for that ability to laugh. I thank you for that, for the concept of humor. And um, God, I thank you for just the, the word tonight that you have brought for us in Philippians, God. I thank you for that there is a cure and that there is um, a way that we can fight and have victory, not, not have to deal with it, not have to just put up with it, but we can actually overcome big, uh, fear and anxiety in our lives, God. Um, Lord, and just for the things that are going on in our world today and all the, the crazy talk of what we're hearing people doing, our government, just, uh, God, I, you, it says you put the kings in, the, in, in, in place and out of place. You put the presidents there. I mean, it, it's, it's whatever it is that you're wanting to do and, and it's happening doesn't mean that we can't still pray. Uh, for our president, for the administration to course correct, make a change, do something different, or, you know, just consider what the American people, you know, it's a hard job. I'm not going to say it's easy, you know. There's just so complete a sentence. People, God. So <laughs> I just ask that you'll just watch over us and be with us as we go and be with our audience and just thank you for watching. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So that was Danny Tippett. I don't like the complete sentences. <laughs> No, I like wait, to, I, I just really did. Like it's a whole lot of I don't like to. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Danny Tippett. Right. You're leaving us home with prayer. Your host of What is the Truth with Danny Tippett. Thank you for coming, sir. Uh, what is the truth about? What is the truth about anxiety? Coming next is going to be deep. So make sure you go check that out. Yep. Um, uh, next to him, we have host of Rodriguez, Rancelli Rodriguez. Thank you for joining us, sir. Thank you for having. Always a pleasure. And uh, I feel like the beginning of Danny's Danny's outro there was just apologizing to God for me. Um, <laughs> was it God or Gid? Gid, Gid, Gid. I should have said that oh, too. Look over, Alan. Thank you, Gad. Thank you for Alan. Find his cockies. Yeah. Just bless him, Lord. Bless him, Lord. Give him at least about fifteen. <laughs> Anyway, uh, host of The Laughing Libertarian, Alan McFarland. Make sure you, uh, yeah, oh, thank you for joining us, Alan. But make sure uh, that you comment for this guy because we want we want him to get saved. We want him to get all stirred <laughs> up in his wow. soul, and we want him to we we want him to uh, declare Jesus Christ as Amen. Lord and Savior. So, Jesus. I was yeah, hoping right. so, you guys would like comment and say you like something I said, or even well, yeah, didn't. you can do that too if you want. You know, or, subscribe or, or, it, or, <laughs> or if you hate what he said, you That's, can comment for that too. Because hey, it just furthers the algorithm, so we, we appreciate it. Amen. <laughs> but thank you for having me on. Always a pleasure, Alan, um, and, and you're always bringing the laughter, bringing the laughter, uh, that's for sure. Even if Danny's apologizing to God. Again. God, throw that in there again. And I've been your host, Joshua <laughs> Cummins. Uh, this has been a lovely time. We'll see you next week. See you guys.